Welcome to another edition of Hack Shack Talks. Your boy Paul here with our co-host. Oh, hey, Nick Kindness. What's going on, Paul? My bad, my bad, my bad. Get it together, my son. My bad, Come that's on. my fault, that's my fault. Today's guest, man, we're stoked to talk to, man. Our first pro guy uh, coming from a long way, hometown of South Dakota, lives and resides in San Antonio now. Uh, ben Thomas. Ben, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Paul and Nick. Glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Glad we could have you out here. So, um, for those that don't know, Coach uh, Coach Ben Thomas is an assistant coach at Sachs over there with our uh, our old boy Mike Kripner helping out over there at Sachs. How's that going, man? It's going great. Um, building a program um, basically from the ground up. Um, yeah. I still remember when we first get out there and we had baseball tryouts yeah. and I think we had maybe seven or eight kids show up I was like good news guys is you guys all made the team <laughs> bad news is do any of you have any friends that have want to play baseball yeah and it, from there it just yeah. a little bit better each year and um, you know I keep telling coach Kribner he needs to write a book about yeah. um, some of the experiences we've had and some of the stuff that's come up that you never would have thought would come up in a baseball yeah. And you're like, wow, I didn't know that. Could <laughs> but, but we're growing it. Um, you know, last year we had a real competitive team before COVID. Yeah. We were 15-0, number one team in the state. Yeah, um, hey, yeah, y'all got, got screwed last year. Y'all had a, y'all could have had a big year last year for sure. Yep. So That's that kind of got derailed. But um, but it was great to see the kids. They were pumped, and um, they went on. Someone went on to play college baseball and. You got some big arms that went out to the big schools too, right? Yes, yeah, so we had our number one who went to TCU. Yeah. And then our number two um, was our three-hole first base, third base. He ended up playing some shortstop too. He went to um, Texas A&M International. Oh, okay. Nice. He played down there. And then our number three was his brother mm -hmm. who committed to Wichita State. Nice. Shockers, baby. And then our number four was a shortstop um, yeah. who came out kind of nowhere throwing upper 80s and okay. ended up being kind of our closer type. So. No matter who we rolled out there, um, y'all were gonna have a chance of winning. Yeah. We had a chance of winning, so we got some guys coming back too. We had about seven, eight pitchers deep last year, so yeah. um, just like every year in high school, that guys will step up. New number ones, new number twos, new guys will step up, and it's yeah. kind of exciting to see who who steps up and meets that challenge. So we're excited. Starts in a couple weeks, so we're, yeah, we're ready yeah, to go. You're right around the corner, man. So what have y'all done, or what are y'all allowed to do? Because I know rules for taps are a little different than UIL, right? So what have y'all done really kind of to get you guys, your guys prepared for this new kind of season coming in different? Obviously, you haven't been able to do all the things you'd like to do because of COVID and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So what have you guys done at Sachs to kind of get your guys prepared for this season? We've been pretty fortunate the last two years that the guys, the players, have taken it upon themselves to form their own fall ball type team because we cannot, oh, nice. we can we get them for about an hour a day during their baseball period oh, class. Okay. Well, we want to use that for strength and conditioning. So mm -hmm. during the fall, those guys are in the weight room in the morning, nonstop, five days a week. Um, we don't do any baseball activities. Now they're free to go um, to the field on campus, to the cages on their own, which they do a lot more of now. Um, yeah. So that's been a huge blessing for those guys just to go out there, throw the ball around. We got some great leadership with the kids, which makes it a huge, huge plus for yeah. for a team to have that. And then mm -hmm. some of the dads just coach the, the fall ball team. Yeah. And, um, you know, we did it last year. We did it again this year. And it just gets the boys kind of ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's especially helpful, especially in a time like this where, you know, like you said, the hours are super limited. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a lot of guys, good leaders that, that you know, are, are getting everything done. Um, 
on their own. So that's always a good sign for, for a good team when you have leadership like that, for yep, sure. Yep, exactly. How many returners do you all have coming from last year's squad? We, we really have a young team. <clears throat> we don't have a ton of returning guys. The guys that re returned played some meaningful innings, which yeah. is really mm -hmm. good also. Um, and we have a ton of underclassmen. I think we only have two or three seniors Damn. Um, is all. And yeah. then um, the rest are all underclassmen, a huge freshman class. Um, which we had that the first time we went to the state tournament, I think yeah. three or four years ago. It's kind of similar to that class, and when they were seniors, those guys were able to go to the state tournament for the first time. Um, so yeah. it's been yeah. good. How many years have now, were you there originally with Krippner? So funny story that when, when Krippner got the job, he calls me, we're, I, we're sitting at the Hack Shack. Yeah. I remember to this day. So he goes, I just got the job at Sachs. I need an assistant coach. <laughs> and I was doing lessons at the Hack Shack. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, coach, man. I'm like, I think I just had a baby, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, dude, not good timing. But the wife is going to, she'd probably go for it, but she's like, come on, man. I know Me better tough. than that. Yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> Me I've tough. been around long enough. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, you just had a newborn. So my brother, for whatever reason, was like dropping something off, and I was like, you know, coach, my brother might want to do it. I'd love to meet him. He's, I was like, he's right there. Like, so talk to him. So they literally talked back there by the uh, by the old uh, Bowflex they yeah, had there, yeah, and, then, um, yeah. and they got it. And then um, it's funny we joined. I joined, I think, on the next year. Yeah, is okay. when I did it. And then we even had a year. We had a volunteer coach. We called him Grandpa, mm -hmm. and he he yes, retired. And he, I Jerry, um, yeah. Jerry, I think his name was. Well, then one year my dad filled in for him. Yeah. So one year it was Coach Krippner, and then me, my brother, and my dad were all on the same staff. And yeah. that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, that was the year that we went to the state tournament. So my dad was one and done. Like, oh, got you guys in the yeah. state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on top, Finish man. On you top. see you yeah. later. See you boys later. Now, did your brother play some baseball? So my brother played, level? yeah, my brother played Division Two baseball at Northern State. Okay. Um, it's okay. up in South Dakota in Aberdeen. Okay. Um, good baseball conference. My dad was actually really good friends with their head coach. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and, um, it's actually my mom's hometown is where he ended up going. So he ended up being a pitcher there for a couple of years. So oh, okay. So he, he ended up uh, baseball family. Huh? He played for two years, and then his arm just kind of, kind of crapped out. But then he was like intramural champion. Like yeah, <laughs> he was like, dude, this is way better than like <laughs> running no bowls. No pressure, like, yeah. yeah. So he played basketball. He did like. Um, Football, softball, softball. Yeah, like yeah. he had the best time. And then he was like a, he worked for the basketball team. So Coach yeah. Meyer is like a legendary basketball coach um, um, in NCAA rankings. He's like the yeah. winningest coach. So yeah. he like worked on his crew. So he learned a lot from yeah. him. So it was Dang, cool. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, baseball family for sure. My dad played. Um, so my dad still plays. Really? SBL, yeah. Does he play so, the MSBL old he man is. league? So he, oh, he baby. wants to go. Yeah, it was yeah, Skip yeah. Best. Skip yeah, he's from. in that same league, so he's on some team. They change it like every other year. But he, he went to the MSBL when he was in the 30 and over, 40 and over, 50 and over, 60 and over. He's won rings yeah. in each one. He just so he goes, saying, he he goes he's to turned 70 this year. <laughs> so he so wants good. to go back one more year to, to 70. But he just had yeah. a knee replacement, so he's uh -oh. been – He's been rehabbing it. Yeah. Like, I've He's been... like, I got to get there. I got to get there. <laughs> Arizona's calling, baby. Arizona's calling. It's funny. Like, I'll go and throw him out. Like, we'll go to the cages. Yeah. And I don't know how many how many kids are in America do this, but I throw BP to my dad <laughs> and then my son. Yeah. And I don't yeah. hit. And That's I'm like, funny. this is just like my dad, my son, my dad. Like, let's throw BP to their dad right now. Yeah, like, that don't it's awesome. Well, yeah. I don't think that probably happens anywhere in America. So, probably, funny. so I if gave it a, does, no, yeah. send us a shout out. So I gave him a Christmas present and he was like, you should have seen the look on his face. So I gave him a lifetime supply of batting practice gift certificate yeah. for me. Like, he was like, 
Whoa. For real? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm going to take you up on this. I'm like, yeah, I know you will. Like, man. Then even more so, rehab that knee. Let's go, baby. Yeah. I got to get ready. No, but it's good coming from him. Um, learned a lot from him. Yeah. You know, mainly work ethic. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I had the benefit that, you know, grow up in South Dakota, we didn't have the luxury. So, if, you know, shout out to the Hack Shack, man. The, yeah. If you guys going to come down here, Paul and Nick have done a tremendous job transforming this place into a facility. Um, that's gonna get some kids a lot better. Um, it's, the tools are right here for them, and um, all they gotta do is put in the work. But, but I remember in South Dakota, we didn't have yeah. we didn't have indoor cages. There yeah. was no that was before there was nothing. There's no facilities. Um, I had the benefit. My dad was an elementary PE teacher. Yeah. So oh, we would okay. go and hit wiffle balls in his gym yeah, in the okay. winter. Um, so I was able <clears> to get some swings. I remember we were hitting in our garage. We'd have a little space heater, yeah. and we hit wiffle balls into like a little golf sock net in, yeah. the, in there. So um, yeah, we made it work. We made it. Yeah. We made it get it done. And as soon as that weather came halfway decent, we were hitting balls like at the cage at the field. So yeah, uh, we made it work. As soon as the snow melted. Yeah, yeah. And it was fun because he's hitting and I'm hitting. So it's yeah. not like, you know, the old dad, like, you need to do this. Like, I could see him physically do it. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, you know. Yeah. But that's kind of what I do now. So I'll, I'll get in once in a while with Barrett and, there you and go. hit some balls there off the go. tee. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yep. Yeah. So, so kind of let's get into, like, where you're from, man. So I know you're born and raised in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. How'd you find your way to San Antonio? So South Dakota, we, we, I went to a school in, in Rapid City that's kind of a powerhouse in South Dakota. And I say that kind of, but we've won 43 state baseball championships. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to ask you about because I know like, dude, so for those, those of you that don't know, me and Ben used to work together and, you know, we kind of rode along together and we would tell stories back and forth. And that was one thing that, that I always thought was awesome was just how good. And like, I know you were telling me about the facilities and the crowds that y'all would get. So tell us, definitely tell us. Yeah, I was showing Paul a picture the other day. I was like, it, was, it wasn't uncommon for us to get 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 fans at a high school Sheesh. baseball game. Um, crazy. You know, but our seasons—it's—it's it's nice up there because the weather's so nice. Because we don't start—we don't start baseball until May. Yeah. yeah. So the first weekend in May is our first game. So yeah. we're playing May, June, July, August. I saw Paul like last week. The coldest games I played—I didn't—I never really played any cold games. Yeah. Until I went to junior college in, in Midland. And yeah. Playing, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Dude, this is cold. Like, what yeah. is this? Like, dude, you're from South Dakota. I was like, I know. We play basketball during this yeah. time like, inside, not, yeah. Yeah. not baseball. So. So that was actually a little bit of adjustment to play a little bit of the, the colder weather games. But yeah. but yeah, growing up, we had a great program. The coach that I had was, um, he's passed away now, but he was a legendary coach. He was there, yeah, you know, he'd bet. tell you he's there for 150 years. Um, but learned a lot from him as far as the discipline of the team. I mean, yeah. it was a real structured program. Um, you know, the rules and, and, and everything, the expectations and the, what we were expected to do yeah. um, on and off the field, the expectations were were very high, so yeah. and it showed on the field with with our performance, where you know it was kind of expected to win the state tournament, and we lost one of the years I was there, yeah. and it's kind of a huge deal throughout the state. Whenever our team lost. loses, it's like big yeah. news. Otherwise, it's just how they won again. But, but we had a good team. Like my best friend went to University of Cincinnati. Our catcher mm -hmm. went to Purdue. First baseman yeah. went to South Dakota State. There's a Kentucky guy on there. Two guys went to Cincinnati. I signed at New Mexico out of high school, so I'm using. Yeah. We get guys all over the place. Yeah. So. 43 state championships, I imagine. Yep, Jeez. exactly. So. What year did y'all lose? So we your lost in year, year, year? Two th 1999. We lost, yeah. So graduating 2001. So, so my last year. sophomore year. Sophomore yep, year. so we, we lost. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but then y'all won the next two years. Mm -hmm. So we finished out. I went out a winner. So yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, senior year winning yeah. yep. it all. Now, you played catcher and got drafted. So I've never... So it's funny. So I got drafted by the Minnesota 
late in the 31st round yeah. um, in 2001. And, and that year, Joe Maurer was the first catcher to get first pick yeah. overall. <laughs> I, think I'll go to, I think I'll go to school, coach. So the Twins had always, they, you know, I did very little pre-workout because yeah. I was, again, the draft's in early June. Yeah. So I really hadn't played hardly any baseball yeah, that year. Just so I was, yeah, I was just getting out of basketball. So yeah. I did some pre-draft workouts a little bit, but they came to me because I wasn't able to go to a lot of them because I just wasn't yeah. Yeah. wasn't ready to go. Yeah. Um, but they came to me, worked it out, and then the Twins drafted me and offered me no money. It's kind of a funny story. My yeah. dad, like, you know, that was my dream as a little boy. You know, you write stuff on the play major course, league. So, yeah. so now you have the opportunity to get drafted. Mm-hmm. So I call my dad. He's out mowing. Dad, he's got drafted. They call you on the phone, or I hear it on the internet. I didn't even get a call. Like, it was, you just hear it on yeah. the internet. Like, so go to my dad. My dad's like, oh, yeah, like, it's a, you know, super proud dad yeah. moment. Yeah. And he, Twins are calling. All right, you're gonna sign. I'm like, well, let's hold on. Like, they offer me a little bit of money, and my dad's like, oh yeah, we gotta take it. We gotta sign. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, let me call. Yeah. Like, I didn't have an agent. Like, yeah. nothing. I was like, well, my older friend of mine, Mark Ellis, who played um, ten plus years in the big leagues, he was yeah. in AAA at the time with um, with I think Oakland at the time. Okay. So I'm like, let me call Mark Dan. See what he says. Like. And I call Mark, and Mark's like, hey, Ben, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I just got drafted by the Twins. He goes, oh, my congratulations. Like, what round would they offer you? So I told him, he goes, do not sign. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever you do, do not sign that contract. Like, yeah. go to school. Go yeah. to school. So I'm like, okay. So I hang up. My dad's, what did he say? He told me, don't sign. Go to school. Okay, we're going to school. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> just like that. So, Super yeah. supportive. Um, awesome. So I, knew, I had some options at that point. So at that point, I had... I had Signed to go to University of New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was going to go there, playing the WAC. I think it was the WAC or Mountain mm-hmm. West back yeah. then. They've changed yeah, 15 are, times man. since then. I believe so. it's the WAC. Yeah, WAC. So I was excited about that. I was like, well, I'll go there. And then, um, you know, as this, that was in early June. Well, back then they had what's called draft and follow. So where they, the Twins would have to hold your rights. Now they've changed it to where I think the first day of classes in August is the cutoff date. If you don't sign by then, you go back into the draft. So we, as the summer kind of progressed... We got to thinking, and you know, so I called this coach, and um, or I emailed the coach from Midland, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, I might be wanting to come to junior college because I remember him telling me I could sign a, a JUCO con, uh, yeah. JUCO letter of intent yeah. and a Division One letter of intent." So I said, "Well, if I go to JUCO, I can be a one and done, yeah. And, yeah. and sign and get drafted again, or sign with the Twins at the end of the season." So I was like, oh, "That's a bad idea." So emailed him back in the day, right? Yeah. So, Hey, coach. <laughs> like, literally, like, hit send, and then I hear the phone ring. I'm like, what is that? Back then, you didn't have cell phones. Yeah. I didn't have a cell phone, so it's like the landline, right? The yeah. caller ID. Yeah. Who is, who is, who is, who is, <laughs> a before yeah. screen. Taking us yeah. way back. You, were, yeah. you probably don't even know that. <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know about that. But it says, like, um, long distance. I don't know what it said, but it said yeah. out of, so I answered, hey, man, this is coach. And, he goes, well, you, I just got your email. Um, I'm going to overnight you a letter of intent. He goes, I save a, I save a spot every year just yeah. for something like this. So Damn. he goes, just sign it. Um, if it works out, you come, let me know, and we'll figure it out. So yeah. I'm like, cool. So signed it, send it back. Another couple days go by, just kind of thinking about it. And I'm like, dude, let's go. I'm going to go to, like, literally the week of, the week before, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Midland. I'm yeah. going to do this. So I, like, called him, got a plane ticket. I could take two bags on a plane, so I had one huge duffel bag, and then one bag, of course, is the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. My bats, my glove, yeah. like all, like one is full <laughs> the of necessities. Baseball. So I literally pulled up there to Midland, and I don't know if you've ever been to Midland, but it's not the most it's glamorous. I grew up in like the Black Hills, <laughs> yeah. so it's like trees and forest and yeah. like Mount Rushmore, like beautiful. 
And I'm like, where? I was like, what? Look out the window. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? Yeah. But I had nothing. Like, I had, yeah. I had clothes and my baseball stuff. So the assistant coach picks me up. You know, I was, I was like, do you need something? I was like, I need everything. Let's go to Walmart or something. I don't have, like, bedding. I don't have anything. Like, because I just had to pack it full of what yeah. I could. And yeah. he goes, let's go, man. So we went to got alarm clock. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was, like, such a whirlwind, like, couple weeks. So I get down. And once I got on the baseball field, it was over. Like, yeah. I'm home. Yeah. Yep, I'm home. I'm here. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it was uh, hot. Instant. Oh, it was real hot. Yeah. Hot and windy and yeah. never seen dirt below. I was yeah. like, what in the world is this? But, but instant friendships. I mean, I, when you go to college, you know, they tell these kids and they go play college. I was like, you're going to have 30 to 40 instant, like, yeah. friends from the get-go. Yeah. Especially junior college. It's yeah. Super you're, you're, the, you're all there for the same reason. Y'all yeah. obviously chose that school for a reason. You're yeah. You're just instant friends. So, jumped right in. And then ready to go. So yeah. How did you? I, so so far. So you were all the way out in South Dakota. How did you? And you said you, you emailed the coach at Midland. Yeah. How did you even hear? How did you even? So hear that, that coach at Midland used to be at Trinidad State in Colorado, and okay. he is a, the coach is originally okay. from South Dakota. Ah, so he knew the area. Okay. So he had sent previous players had went to play for him at Trinidad State in Colorado. Yeah. So uh, he just kept that pipeline along with our coach, gosh. and you know every other coach is coming then. Okay. So he's always recruiting that area. Yeah. And yeah. man, it's crazy how that kind of stuff works. Mm-hmm. Somebody who knows somebody and it just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. Dude, like at Galveston, like I don't know how Joplin had like his connection yeah, with they all had, the Latin guys. Yeah, they had yep. crazy he had connections crazy from, connection from like We had a bunch of Australian guys. kids on the team. Like, yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm trying to what? keep all, I'm trying to keep as many connections as I can for yeah. Bear. I'm like, I don't care where you're going. Somebody's going to get you. Exactly. And then you tech college, but you're going, dude. They're going to pay for your school. See ya. It's amazing how many times in life that happens where it's it's who you know, not what you know. Mm-hmm. Make a phone call and, and you're sitting there like, all right, cool, yeah, I'll give him mm-hmm. an opportunity. And, and there you go, man, the door opens. Yeah, it worked out, man, because in the work didn't work out with the twins that year. Um, they literally offered me the same amount, so I'm like, no, I'm going to go back in the draft. So you usually don't get drafted that next year unless you're a top five rounder. But So I ended up going to the Northwoods League after my freshman year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then that's where Ole Miss saw me. Yeah. Oh, okay. And from there, I signed, um, able to go on some visits, Ole Miss and Texas and Nebraska. And yeah. So I took some big, yeah. big schools big there. And after that, Northwoods League put up some numbers there. And then yeah. so I went back to Midland my sophomore. That's where I met my wife. So it worked out pretty good yeah. for her, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got lucky on Yeah, that. she got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I tell her that all the time. Yeah. No, but yeah, yeah so it worked out. And then. Um, so I was excited to go to Ole Miss yeah. and then um, went back to the Northwoods League and um, kind of anticipated getting drafted again. Didn't really know. You never really, you know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. then um, get drafted by the Braves in the 15th round. And it was kind of fun. I was telling Nick, like, I talked to the Braves one time. Yeah. And they had kind of asked me what it would take. Again, I didn't have an agent. I was from, I didn't, I was like, oh, this round, by this round for this amount of money. And I was like. So literally got drafted in that round for that amount of money. I'm like, well, dang yeah. it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you like, how come I didn't go get that agent? Yeah. <laughs> this was a mess. This yeah. was a screw up here on my part. But again, get drafted as a catcher. Yeah. yeah. I've never caught. I think the last year I caught was like nine-year-old baseball. So Jeez. that's the last year I caught. Then I played shortstop, third base, second base, infield the whole time. I yeah. never caught, but they see me as this left-handed hitting catcher, strong arm. Yeah. Um, Wow. Could move a little catcher's body, yeah. like so, but I never just, I never caught. So Damn. the Braves had intended to draft me as a catcher as well. Um, but the year before they drafted me, it was Brian McCann. 
Yeah. Great career. Yeah. yeah. My draft class was Jared Saltilamachia. <laughs> also played like a great year. So I go there and um, they put me at third base just because that's where I was. They'll just send you to rookie ball, play third base. Well, then they figure I could play a little bit of third base too. Yeah. So yeah. they just literally just kept me there and I just moved up the ranks at third base. Yeah. And, um, but the, unfortunately, the guy Chipper Jones. Yeah. Was <laughs> so me along Good with like every other guy from like 20 years kind of just yeah. gets filtered out. And then the number one prospect in the whole organization was right above me was a third baseman too, Andy Marte. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So he was always above me too. So I was going to have to only not beat out. Chipper, Chipper Jones. had to beat out the number one number prospect, one Andy prospect. Marte. You ended up having a great career too. So. Who they probably had a lot of money invested yeah. into. So, so, how does, number one. so how does that affect your mindset? I mean, knowing yeah. that a big name – you know, all-star dude like that is in front of you and you're, you know, you still got to come to work every day and come to the field every day and bust your tail because mm-hmm. you're trying to get there. But I mean, like I said, you know, that big, that big name is up there. I it doesn't say. matter really when they, the first thing they tell you is like, they don't, you're not playing for the Braves. You're literally playing for all 30 teams um, okay. because of all the trades that um, Blake Snell just got traded for yeah, to the San Diego. how many minor league guys, Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So you, we, we would take BP. And there's other scouts there all the time watching yeah. our games. Okay. You know, advanced scouts because of those reasons. They're, yeah. I mean, you're playing for everybody. So even, you know, it just kind of kept you. I always, my dad always told me to play the game right. But, you know, you're always playing, running balls out. And you just do yeah. it right because that's how you're supposed to play. But yeah. you're playing for every team just in case you get released. Mm-hmm. Another team has seen you play. They got, they got numbers on you. They got yeah. notes on you. They pick you up. They don't pick you up. They trade for you. You know, it's, it's a lot of, you play for all 30 teams, so it's kind of Damn. interesting. Okay. So let's kind of touch into something you just said that, that is big with us here at the Hack Shack with our summer ball team. And I know Mike Krippner's big on it too, but so talk to, when you say a statement like playing the game right, what does that mean to you, not only as a player back then, but as a coach now with your organization? Like yeah. for us... We've got three simple rules with the Hack Shack in the summer. You run hard 90s, you run everything out, no throwing helmets, no throwing bats, mm-hmm. and you know what, you pick up your, your, your teammates. So, and yeah, sh- as a player, you know, again, go back to my high school, we had a high standard of we played harder than anybody. <clears throat> we yeah. took in and out full speed. Yeah. Throwing yeah. the ball, there was no laxity. We sprinted on and off the field. I mean, when you see like a sprint, you sprint it on and off the field because yeah. you're trying yeah. to play. Our program yeah. had like 70 people in it, 70 kids in it. Sheesh. They can yeah. get you another guy. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. sprint it on and off just to respect in the game. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the one time we're playing like a rival game and this team has beat us one time in the last 20 years. So it's like they always talk, whatever. Yeah. So I hit this bomb and I knew it was gone right away. So as I hit it and I'm running down the first baseline – I start taking off my batting gloves and yeah. take it off, and I put it in my back. Like, I'm putting it in my back pocket. <laughs> I don't know where I saw it. I'm like, but I, they're in my back pocket by the time I get the second base. Yeah. And yeah. I'm running. And we beat them, and I had a great, good game or whatever. And my dad, after the game, like, I drove um, my dad to the game, and yeah, high five everybody. And I see him, like, he goes, get in the car. I was like, oh, I drove, I drove, Dad. Get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm oh, like, okay. Shit. He goes, don't ever do that yeah. ever again. Act like you've hit one before, man. Yeah. And that's all I had to say. And then, he, you know, he always says, like, you know, somebody running down the line to first base, no one – you shouldn't know if you won 0 for 4 or 4 for 4. Yeah. Judging by that. It's like, did your team win? Did you do something to help your team win? He always said that. Do something to help your team win. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's a defensive play, 
whether it's on the mound, whether it's a base running, you know, yep. taking extra base, there's something to do that for the team. Yeah. And then just having that encouragement for your, for your team. So I've kind of taken that same approach into coaching. Yeah. Um, and it's hard as a coach to have kids share the same passion as you do. Oh. Um, yeah. And that's been the, probably the biggest challenge because some just don't care. They're just there because their friends play baseball. And that's kind of been the biggest challenge as far as passing my passion and obviously Coach Krippner's passion on to them and have them have the same love. But, again, it comes back to building our program. And Jay Wright, the basketball coach for Villanova, and yeah. I like to love taking examples from all over sports and all these coaches. It doesn't matter what sport, but mm-hmm. he says the players lead all their stretches. The players lead the warm-ups. Players yeah. lead the drill. And it's their senior, their best players are leading that drill. He just kind of watch and facilitate and everything. Yeah. He goes, that's when we became a good team, yeah. when the players were holding the other players accountable. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of what we've got to. I mean, we have these guys in the morning workouts. They're pushing each other. They're getting on to somebody who shows up late. Um, they're holding everybody accountable for what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, and the wins are correlating with that. And it's no, it's no, you know, it's no. Yeah, no surprise. No, no surprise. Yeah. We tell our kids a lot like, play like it's the last game you're ever going to mm-hmm. play. And play like you have no idea who's in the stands because you don't know. Well, we have a whole new meaning now of that. Like, because we had kids that didn't know it was their last game. Yeah. Would they have played different? I don't yeah. know. I mean, last year we had a, such a good team, but hey, guys. <laughs> With COVID ain't going anywhere this year, like our season could go and you seniors could stop playing. Yeah. It'd be taken Tomorrow. away from you. It could be taken away from you. Yeah. yeah. So I still remember, you know, I had the benefit of playing. Eventually everybody's done and either you decide or somebody else decides when your career is over. Like yeah. I had the luxury, I, I, I make the, made the decision that I was going to be done after this, my last year. And I was going back to school and I was like, well, I was playing independent ball at that time. And, yeah. and my wife was right the most distraught when I retired because she was a teacher and she loved after the teaching season she would come to wherever oh, we yeah. were yeah. sit at the pool all day with the other wives yeah. I'd go to the field at <laughs> noon she'd sleep in till like 10 like I see her for a couple hours and then I'd see her at the game like yeah. you know sometimes in those you know when you go in the uh um Minor league, they have the specials, dollar margarita. Sometimes yeah. I get a text like, hey, you, you need to drive home tonight. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. Yeah. So Obviously, she, free kids. She was, yeah, she yeah, was like, kids. man, yeah. you're going to retire? What? Dang it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go one more summer, babe. One she more wanted summer. to. One she wanted to. She loved it. That was her favorite thing. That's awesome. So, now, did y'all have kids already? When no, you, no, no. We no, didn't have a still kid. Young. Barrett's nine. So, yeah, we were, yeah, we didn't have yeah, so that you're playing, that's the, you're single still. Or not single, mm-hmm. but you're newlyweds, so yep. to speak, and still, still loving each other. Yep. Yeah. So I ended up in San Antonio. Like she had graduated from Ole Miss. I was still playing. Okay. We were married at the time, so she got a teaching job in San Antonio. I had never been here, and yeah. after yeah. the season, I just joined up with her in September. And now, does yeah. she teach at Sachs or no? No. Nope. No, she won't teach at Sachs. No okay. way. Nope. She's just a mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So take. Let's talk some about man, like your pro career. So mm-hmm. you get drafted. 15th round, you decide to go, you sign. Take us through that, man. Like, so I they really jet you off to where? Orlando. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to Orlando. I don't know what to expect because I really hadn't had too many, I guess, mentors that would kind of give me yeah. the rope. So I really kind of went in blind, kind of mm-hmm. how I was supposed to. Like, I didn't know. All I knew yeah. was how to play baseball. And went, like, in, same thing at junior college. Once I got on the field, it was good. So yeah. I just remember showing up, taking ground balls, and I got drafted, so I didn't know, but there's like eight people at third base. Yeah. 
There's like the Dominican from, from Dominican, there's Australian guys, there's like free agent signs, there's like all these guys, and I'm like, crap, I thought I just got drafted. Like, yeah, yeah. There's eight guys, and then spring training's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's eight, like four or five guys per field. Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, the first thing they tell you is like the first thing they tell you um, when you when you get there is like, just let you know, like, about 4% of you are going to make the big leagues. Sheesh. He goes, so, and out of those 4%, Probably none of you guys are actually going to get a next. Uh, you're signing your next contract deal. It's for as hard as it is to make the big leagues, it's even harder to stay in the big leagues. So they let you know what you're up against. I mean, yeah. but again, you're you you've got to that point because you're in high school. You want to play college, so you've you've crossed that hurdle, right? Yeah. You, that's one goal, and, and then you play college ball, and like God, dude, I just want to play pro ball. So boom, you make and you get drafted, you get that chance, and yeah. then you just try to work your way up to the ranks. So. It was kind of interesting to learn, you know, each each organization has their own system. So you're trying to learn this. The Braves had a real kind of simplistic system, just basic basic drills. They were kind of old school. Um, yeah. Basic basic punt plays, basic pickoffs. We didn't have any crazy plays or anything. It was just go play ball yeah. the right way. Yeah. Um, you know, the way that we had to wear pants all the way down. They had to wear, you know, they 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 tell you how to wear your clean shaven. No. Yeah, the, the one year they could have, you could have a mustache. Well, then everybody grew mustaches, and they realized how terrible it was. So the next year, they're like, yeah, no mustaches, yeah. clean shaven. Yeah. So, yeah, and they would. like, um, They'd find guys or if they weren't really clean shaven. So I was very structured again, which was not uncommon for me because I had come up that way. My high school was like that. Yeah. My junior college coach was very much like that too, and then the Braves, same way. Yeah. Some guys had maybe come from looser organizations where they didn't have – they could wear their pants, whatever, their facial hair, but – you know, just little things like so. For me, it wasn't a huge adapt. You know, adapt to the pro ball as much as it was. You're facing dudes every night. Yeah. Like, college, you could play like you face the number one, and you know number two, and then by the time the third or fourth game, yeah, you're, you're padding stats at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. you know, with 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 the pro ball, it's like this is the dude. I was then they're bringing this lefty in. Like, well, that guy's a dude. Like, yeah. Where did this guy come from? Like, yeah. it's like, who we face him tomorrow? Like, oh my gosh, like yeah. second rounder? Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's but you just elevate your game. Like, you yeah. adjust to it, and, yeah. and you know it's the speed of the game more than anything. So, yeah. You know, rookie ball was a little slower than than a ball. A ball is a little slower than 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 a ball, double A's, triple A's. So it's yeah. kind of a. Yeah. But you you adjust and you adapt and and you just play. So the game's the same. Yeah. That's why I tell these kids when they get to high school, it's like now the field will no longer get any bigger. Like it's ninety feet, sixty feet, but you know, pitching mound, fences are gonna be pretty much the same. Like now it's just the game gets smaller and it gets quicker. So the speed yeah. of the game is, is everything. Pitching, um, the defense is faster, you know. Mm-hmm. You gotta runners get runners are faster. Yeah, the runners yeah. are faster. I mean everything everything there is the speed of the game is, is happens quick. Infielder, so. you can't sit back on a ball, you gotta come get it because they're getting come. down the line. There's you know the balls <laughs> yeah. that you hit, the balls that you hit in the gap, you know, that maybe get down. Well now you got guys that just fly out there. Yeah. So they're just running balls down. Yeah. Or laying out and you're just like really? Web gemming, yeah. So yeah. but um yeah, you just play and I never like again, I never I just played the game right. Um you play so many games. I think we played 140 games in 150 days. So it really is a grind. So yeah. my first year rookie ball, I think, was like 80 games. So that was okay. I got through there, went back home that fall. I didn't go to Instructs the first year. I was kind of banged up from playing college and the bright seasons. I was really banged up. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I needed to go rest. Yeah. Go back next year, skip a level, go to high A, and end up starting just really, really mm-hmm. good. I was in top 10 in hitting after the first couple months. I kind of figured, well, I, I hurt my thumb just in a freak kind of like I had got jammed on a real 
pitch, just kind of a check swing jam, and it kind of hit it just right. Well, it really bothered me, like it, not enough to like really come out, but it really kind of messed with my swing, so I yeah. went into a really kind of a big slump after that. Well, then it became a mental struggle instead of a physical struggle, so I fell into like the mental trap of just of going through, even though I was in the top 10 of hitting a month ago, well, yeah. now my average, you see your batting average, you know, they blast it on the scoreboard every night. Yeah. Yeah. You just see that thing, <laughs> it becomes a mental yeah. anguish, and it's a mental struggle. And if you're not careful, it got me. Um, that year, I didn't finish up very strong. I think I finished up okay, but you know, I took that into the next year is is kind of some motivation. But it was it's a it's a mental grind more than anything because again, you're playing 140 games, so you can't get too high, can't get too low. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go four for four, you feel you definitely feel good about yourself. Two for four, three for four, but you got another game the next night, and then you got next game, <laughs> and then you got next game, so yeah. that you could go three for four and then zero for three, zero for four, for four. When, now all of a sudden you're three for your last twenty because yeah. you've just you've lost you've lost your focus for that little bit of time. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a it's an everyday grind, everyday focus, and it really is more mental than it becomes physical. It's so funny how you just said that. That I think that term has been used on all four <laughs> literally podcasts okay. of you can't let the highs get too high and the lows mm-hmm. can't get you can't let the lows get too yeah. low. Yeah, you know, especially over a hundred and forty game season. I mean. Take us through just how much, you know, you always hear baseball is 90% mental, mm-hmm. 10% physical. Just how much does that play into that type of season and playing pro ball versus college ball versus high school ball? So high school, you, you kind of get up for the games, right? Because you know, and you're yeah. young, you're playing 17, your, 18, yeah. you're, you're playing, like, you get up for games. In college, same deal. Like, every game in college matters because the season's yeah. so short, you play yeah. 60 games, yeah. and it's usually conference games pretty yeah, quick so I mean every game matters in that in that season and then but then you have your three four days off or three days off to get ready for the next game and your pro balls it's every single night for yeah. me it was never never motivation because I never did take it for granted one time um just because I remember my dad never never got a chance to play pro ball and you know I always remember him saying he'd give his left arm to for one day to play yeah. And and I always remember that, so I never took it for granted one day that I was out there. And I took that I took that on to, to play not only for me, but for my family yeah. and my brother and, and whoever else, but that's what I wanted to do. Now that I'm there, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. And so I, people are you have any regrets or anything? I was like, I really don't have any regrets of playing. I, I think I got the most out of my ability. Like I think I you know, you always think like what if I could have done I worked yeah. with what we had. You know, we don't we didn't have the we had weight virtual training and reality. stuff and virtual reality now. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just, but you, you worked with what we had at the time, and it still comes down to you got to hit the ball. Yeah. And, you know, these kids have all these tools, and, you know, similar to my golf game now, <laughs> as you work on your swing so much, and you, and you work on your swing to perfect that, well, the, sometimes you forget the most simple thing just hit the ball. Like, yeah. And same thing with these, with these batters, they, they get so worried about their swing and their load Launch and their launch and, and I'm like stuff. well they forget to like the most important my uncle always says keep your eye on the ball and they forget that see the ball hit the ball yeah. so that's all I really tell our kids when they go up to play see it get pitched to hit yeah. don't worry about your swing like that's off the tee and, and mm-hmm. stop that but then when, when you're hitting go hit like hit the ball yeah once you cross the lines it's game time mm-hmm. all, all mm-hmm. the you gotta know that you've done all the work in the yeah. cages mm-hmm. you've done all the bullpens all that stuff now it's time to just go play let your athletic ability and mm-hmm. god-given talent take over well, it's, just go play it's fun it's a game like just go have fun and play and, you, and you'll play and you'll play loose you'll play 
you're going to make the same mistakes, maybe less than you would be playing tight and mm-hmm. kind of thinking too much. Just know where you're trying to go before the play. Yeah. And then just react and go play. So. So I know we talked about you got up to double A, am I correct? So I finished the year. I got the fourth year I was there. They sent like the, they have like a, what's called a Phantom DL. So you go there and you're kind of there for 10 days and um, keep some extra roster guys. So I was the last guy to get released that mm-hmm. year. So. Yeah. Uh, so I know you said you got some action in some spring training games. So I played, I take us through that. Like, so I played. So you get called up for some spring training games. Some you don't get. Most of the time you don't get in. You're just kind of there. Yeah. Um, but I did get to play actually in the Hall of Fame game, which oh. they don't have that anymore. Yeah. They, they, it's an exhibition in the middle <clears> of the <throat> season. So we actually got to play the Twins in Cooperstown. So we found oh, out like man. the day before, like, hey, you have you five guys are flying to Cooperstown first thing in the morning to go yeah. play in this Hall of Fame game. <laughs> and we're like, what? What is it? Like, we didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like, what's well, a MLB, like, exhibition game? Like, but it's at Cooperstown. Yeah. So I was like, that's sweet. So we flew, and of course, like, a flight gets delayed, and then we get there late, we're getting dressed, and, you know, it's Cooperstown, they didn't have, like, the locker rooms. I remember we, we dressed with the with the twins in this locker room. It's like a YMCA. Yeah. It's so run this YMCA, <laughs> and there's people, like, shoot, like, so I walk out of like the, we finally get dressed and I walk out and in the gym there's like Chipper Jones, Smoltz, like all these Braves guys and the Twins guys, they're playing like horse, they're like, some guys are dunking, probably sure they, pretty sure they weren't supposed to be, but yeah, yeah they're just shooting hoops, three point contests, I'm like, watch, I'm like, whatever, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do a parade, we play the game, so I get in the game, got to play a couple of bats, um, it was awesome, yeah. that was kind of the... The closest I ever was. How how was it? I mean, seeing Chipper Jones and like a, a big name guy like that. Yeah, I mean, and it's, is it you, you starstruck? See, yeah, you see him in spring training, so you kind of get over that. But also, yeah. I was like, that was like my favorite player growing up. So yeah, you're playing with him, like you're sitting in the same dugout with him. I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, you kind of take a moment just to like, you kind of just stare at him a little bit. And you're like, <laughs> cool, like, like, <laughs> like, is that really him? Yeah, yeah, like, really yeah, like you kind of like look away. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Was that curveball? <laughs> yeah, you kind of just take, but yeah, I literally just took it all in. It was kind of cool. So my parents, they couldn't, I mean, it was such short notice, but my buddy lived in New York at the time. Yeah. So he was able to come to the game. Yeah. And um, it's funny, I was so excited to be there. Like, I forgot to put his name on the pass list. <laughs> so he had to, like, he told the guys, like, I think he told me his name. Like, the guy's like, I don't see it. But he goes, oh, man, the guy, the guy let him in. So oh, okay. my buddy out. Jake took some pictures and. That's so cool. I still have those and yeah. frame pictures of, of the game. So That's awesome. it was kind of cool. So you get released, right? Mm-hmm. And then find your way into indie ball. And now I'm going to quote you as saying that was the funnest two years you've ever had. Yeah. So, so how'd you find your way into indie ball? Where did you play indie ball? And then so I played for the St. Paul Saints. Okay. Um, so I played for two seasons there. And if you've ever looked up the St. Paul Saints, like it's, it's a circus, like a town festival, like circus with a baseball game in between. Between, you know, if you go to the missions game, you know, every couple innings they maybe do promotions yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, every half inning they're doing something on the field. So the game takes forever because they're doing promotions after every three outs. And we'd get like, it was crazy because you'd get like 7,000 fans a game mm-hmm. at this stadium and they were nuts. They were yeah. fanatics for the Saints and it was unbelievable experience to go yeah. play there i mean they would ride you if you lose like yeah but they would cheer. i mean it was an awesome experience to play for the saints and met a lot of really good people there so yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> went there two years it was awesome so how would you compare the level of baseball mm-hmm. 
an indie ball versus double A, single A? Like how yeah, how was it? It's probably it's probably A ball, double A, because you get a lot of guys that have been in the big leagues yeah. that have got released that they're trying to they can't get signed. You know, so there are guys like me that played in the minor leagues, got released, trying to mm-hmm. get re-signed. You got guys that played in college and that didn't get drafted. Um, then you got lifelong independent guys that have been in there for like eight years. They're just yeah. light, you know, they're they're legends. They're they're veterans. They call them so. Yeah. It's a huge mix of guys, and the yeah. difference about affiliated ball is really about development. They, they want to develop you, they develop your skills, you're out there. Independent ball is about winning. They want you to win. If you don't win, you're out of there. The coach, the manager is going to get fired. You're getting shipped out. He's bringing somebody in to win the games. So yeah. it becomes about winning again. So it kind of came full circle. Wow. Yeah. So what about – so kind of if – if we got some high school guys mm-hmm. out there right now listening, right – what advice would you give them coming out of high school to college, mm-hmm. so to speak? And then if their dream is to play pro ball, what would be your advice for that kind of? So I always ask these kids like in high school, like, do you want to play college baseball? Or do you like the idea of playing college baseball? Mm-hmm. It's two different things. Yeah. Because it's hard. <laughs> this is let me, let me, and I'll go, okay, here it is. And if you don't want to play, that's fine. Like be a great high school player, go to college, get, go to work, and, and but don't. Don't think, don't just throw that out there like it's some, yeah. you know, easy feat to do. Mm-hmm. No, it's a great accomplishment to play college baseball at any level. Yeah. yeah. And then don't worry about the, the number after the D, you know? Like yeah. D1, D2, D3, JUCO, NAI, like, it's college baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of Division two schools that could beat some lower-end Division one schools, no doubt. Yeah. Um, so don't, I was like, don't get so concerned about the name where you're going. Like, yeah. get the right fit. And I think you want, you bounce around and it's like, yeah. You get the right fit with the right coach, the right school, and you'll know where you're supposed to go. Um, so I kind of tell them that, and then just yeah. kind of go over. And then just, you know, <clears throat> you can't really do anything about getting, I want, I want to get, you're, you're going to get drafted or you're not, like based yeah. off your, and my dad always said, if you're good, they'll find you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm living proof of that I'm from South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> it's if still they're good, true. If they're yeah. good, they're going to find you. Yeah. Don't worry. You're not going to go under the radar like all of a sudden and nobody's ever going to see especially nowadays with with social media and like they've seen you 55 times you know rather than that so you're not going to sneak up on anybody you might be a late bloomer and i tell people sometimes you you kind of give these guys some advice like i think you're a late bloomer like go juco for a year you maybe open your doors big time there's a kid i mentored here nick lee um pitched for the nationals for a while and i kind of gave him and i was like dude go to juco man if you don't I think he signed at Louisiana Tech out of high okay. school, and he goes, but he really wasn't sold on it. Yeah, I said, well, go to <clears throat> go to so he goes to Weatherford, dominates there, ends up signing at Oklahoma, so upgrade. Yeah. yeah, from there gets drafted by the Nationals, and then he comes back, and I'm, I remember meeting with him at Almo Cafe. Shout out, yeah, best tortillas in town, man. <laughs> so good. But I told him I was like, all right, he's gonna sign. So I told him I was like, all right, you're gonna go to the minor leagues. You want to be a, a minor league player? You're gonna make the big leagues. Like, do you want to go and just play pro ball for a couple of years and just check that box? Or are you, you going to go every day to try to make the biggest? It's two different things. Yeah. You can go party. You can go do whatever. You can not get your work in. Or you can go focused every single day to the field yeah. on what you have to do. And he, that's what he did. He climbed his way up, got on the 40-man with the Nationals, and ended up um, breaking his arm. So, oh. so, But he made, I mean, made the 40-man roster, which... Which is, yeah, it's not many people to get that done. I don't know too many people, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's just a mindset of what you want to do and keep your goals. Um, yeah. You know, you see guys get drafted all the time now from schools I've never heard of. 
Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter where you're playing. Just go play ball. Like, yeah. go where you're going to play. Don't go be the 35 guy on the roster. Go play. Like, yeah. your, your career is so short. Yeah, yeah, we've we've yeah. we've done that with a lot of our kids. Is yeah. is a lot of them like, hey, go go play in JUCO. Mm-hmm. Go go find out what it's like. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see guys, eighty eight to ninety five, like yeah. day mm-hmm. in day out. Go I got, see what that's like. I got really really good, my JUCO fresh my freshman year at JUCO. Yep. Like I made a big jump yep. because yeah. I was playing so much baseball. Yeah. And being in South Dakota, we played sixty games in a summer. But it was condensed into May, June, July. Mm-hmm. So it was condensed. Well, now I was able to go play a 40-game fall schedule, a 60-game regular season schedule, and then I was able to play 60 games in the Northwoods League. So I played a, a ton of games yeah. in that calendar year, and I really did make a big jump. Um, Not to, to mention they're going to get you – they're going to put weight on you. They're going to they're gonna get you bigger, stronger, faster, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. And I mean, But we tell our kids, like, man, we're, we're up front with you. And that's one thing I love about this podcast is is keeping it real with all mm-hmm. our guests. Like, so anybody listening knows, hey, look, we're not telling you this to hear ourselves just talk. We're mm-hmm. telling you this so you know going in, this is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. easy. It's hard. Yeah. And be yeah. prepared to <clears throat> that it's hard. And, yeah. and be, you know, we we tell our guys at Saks all the time, like, are you okay if we. You don't play and we win. Are you okay with that? Yeah. In beginning of like, <laughs> some of the kids straight up told us at the beginning, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> so you'd rather play and us lose. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it was the mindset. Yeah. Now yeah. we got kids, and I think that you know, at least now I think they tell you. I mean, obviously everyone wants to play; they're competitive. But now I think they're like, we've experienced state tournament runs. We've experienced yeah. number one team in the state. So now they're like. Yeah, it's fun to be a part of this. Yeah. Like, what's my role? And just know your role and be acceptable. You don't have to accept it. You know, if you don't like it, play better. They tell you the minor leagues. Yeah. You know, you don't like the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches I've sat all day. We'll play better. Like, <laughs> they got better food you know, the more you move up, by yeah. the way. So, um, but it was kind of an interesting thing that I was just, just, are you doing everything you can? Are you just, are you the first one to leave, the last, you know, first one to get there, last one to leave? Yeah. You know, the coach, usually most players, if you go up to the coach, coach, how can I get more playing time? How, how can I... And we always ask them, which one, who you, where do you want to play? Like, what do you want to do? And it's like, most of the time the coaches will tell you kind of what you need to do. Yeah. Don't play more shorts. I got to wait. I got to beat that guy out. Yeah. He's better than you. What are you going to do? Yeah. I don't see you coming half hour before practice getting 100 ground balls in. I don't see you staying after practice getting 100 ground balls in. Coaches love those kids. They're cool yeah. for that kid. But then the kids, they don't like the idea of the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna take my 15 round of EP and that's it. You think that's enough? Well, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's your the choice. results. Will, you know, you know you'll it's your choice. Life. So you know. Yeah. So let's talk about your time, kind of in pro ball, man. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there's not a lot of people that get to experience that at any level, whether it's independent ball, single A, rookie ball, double A, whatever it might be. So. Kind of for the general public, give us some funny things that most general pe- public people do not know about playing in the minor leagues, like the bus rides, mm-hmm. the food. Because everybody, good, everybody sees the Yankees flying private on yeah, their jets, like, staying at the Four Seasons, yeah, but like, no one sees rookie yeah, ball. Break down like, for the You're general saying, public like what life yeah. in the minor leagues is really like. And let's talk a little bit about your food that you kind of brought 
on your own. That's <laughs> so, kind, of, kind of funny the, story. The per diem, I think we got like twenty or twenty-five dollars a day yeah. per diem. Yeah. And part of that goes to like the clubhouse guy. So you're like, oh, whatever. Like now I have like fifteen bucks yeah. a day <laughs> to eat like two meals. So I was yeah. like, screw that. So I was kind of ahead of my like nutrition was was kind of big for me because I knew I had to take care of my body. Yeah. To recover to get ready so i would bring i would bring my own food on every road trip i had a bag of food that i would bring oatmeal yeah. um, bananas um, protein shakes i would bring it all and i would eat my own like food <laughs> yeah because you, because you get you go to these some towns and it's like there's a mcdonald's there's a dairy queen and a gas station <laughs> good luck getting something to feel like and have your body like respond to it so or i can wait to go to the clubhouse and they're gonna have a bowl of grapes four day old bananas and like white bread and peanut butter and jelly like okay so you had to kind of you kind of had to be creative and kind of take stuff on your own but yeah, yeah it wasn't gourmet meals now teams have now taken they've kind of seen they're kind of catching on yeah. um so they bring their they have a nutritionist on a lot of these minor league teams now that they're coming and they're like they're putting money into um, mm-hmm. their minor league team and the food especially. And then, yeah, some of the bus rides, I mean, you're just riding all night. You're sleeping. Um, something I always, I always brought my pillow. Yeah. Every road trip, I'd bring a pillow because at least I had, you know, whatever bed you're sleeping in or bus you're sleeping in, at least I had, that was my consistent. Um, yeah. Something from home. I could at least have home. that every time. Like, I knew yeah. I could sleep with my pillow, yeah. Yeah. But it was, yeah. Were There's, you able to sleep on the buses? I could, I was yeah. never able to sleep on the bus. You have to, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have to. You have to get some sort of sleep, yeah. Yeah. What was the longest road trip y'all took? So we took a trip. Um, where did we go from? We when It was in St. Paul. We, we flew from St. Paul to El Paso, played a four-game series, and then we bussed from El Paso to Shreveport. Like, that was long. It yeah. seemed like forever. Oh. And it was like the middle of tech, like middle of Texas in the summer, so it was like just hot. Yeah. yeah. And I think we had to play that. <clears throat> I think we had to go. I swear we didn't have a, a travel day because I think we had to play that night. So like you, sometimes you literally pull up at like four or five to yeah. the to the field, like ah, oh, stretch yeah. and go. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you had to just like figure like but. To me, it was like once the game started, you were you were good. Yeah. You know, you had yeah. to do kind of whatever you did to to get ready for that night. And then, yeah. you know, when the when the lights on, the PA announcers on, like you get you the get the blood flowing good. Yeah. yeah, you get it going. Then you sleep good that night, though. Yeah, in a bed. Did you, did you have to learn <laughs> Spanish? I learned more Spanish playing pro ball than I actually did in my three years in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Mr. Cabrera. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to but Mr. I, Cabrera for trying. Yeah, he tried. It wasn't him. It was me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean. So I learned. I learned since I could understand it a lot better than I could speak it. Um, mm-hmm. So you you start to hear the the same kind yeah. of conversation. So you kind of pick up on the words yeah. and. You knew, I knew enough to be dangerous to not. Like, yeah. You knew enough to say something back, but then they'd say something back, and so I was like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, well, you, I mean, the big leagues, I mean, just baseball in general is kind of dominated mm-hmm. by, by Latin America, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you're almost forced to if yeah. you're. Yeah. I remember we went for a recruiting trip to Alabama State with Nick, and uh, dude, like, the coaches were all Latin. It's a predominantly black school, and I think 
they didn't have one black guy on the baseball team. They were all Latin. Even the white guys spoke Spanish. And I remember the coach coming up and asking him, like, hey, do you speak Spanish? And he said, no. He's like, well, <laughs> you better learn if you're going to come to this school. Like, yeah. it was crazy. Like, I was just like, oh, like, I think he's uh, Coach uh, Mendez. Mendez. He's at FIU now. Yeah. Um, so, man, so I, I had the pleasure of going to spring training a couple of years ago. One of my one of my really good boys, um, really good friends, Michael Franco, was a pitcher in the Tampa Bay organization. And he was like, hey, man, he got invited to big league camp. So I was like, do you ever get invited to big league camp? Mm-hmm. I'm there. So I go and hang out with him. So one of the coolest things for me, and we talked about this the other night, was um, so after the game, we go to this game, and, and they're on the road at the uh, – they were playing the Orioles. So afterwards, he was like, hey, let's go uh, grab some dinner and Siesta Key. And I was like, all right, cool. He was like, meet me out by the bus. The bus? What, is, what bus? He was, yeah, there's a bus. Just go out the gate right here by third base down line. There's going to be a bus there. Cool. So I go out there, and we're sitting there, and they've got a bunch of volunteers that are taking their job way too serious like get back get back, get back. it's the old and, retired guy snowbirds man yeah dude like all snowbirds yeah. are like get back get back i'm like dude this is my boy he's coming through like and so you see like the clubbies one by one bringing in bags they're loading them in the bus and guys getting in the bus and my boy comes out finally he's got just his little backpack and that's it and i'm like he goes hey you ready to go yeah okay cool he's riding with us and i'm like dude you don't really hold your, mm-hmm. you don't really do anything with your bags. He goes, yeah. nah, I don't ever touch my bags, son. And I just remember like in, in Bull, Bull Durham, Durham, like you don't touch your, your own bags in, in big leagues. Yep. And I was like, it's true. Yes, <laughs> yes. So did you have an experience like that when you went to spring training? Like, was there ever a so we had experience this. for you that you were like, yes, it's true. Like I don't no. have to touch my own spikes, whatever. Like, so I tell you like to the, you know, the cleaning the spikes is kind of the deal. Like, so when you rookie ball, like, yeah, you're cleaning your own spikes with scrubbing bubbles. You're out there, yeah. like, in the yeah. dirt. And you're, you're cleaning your own shoes. And you get to A ball. Maybe they'll do it for you once a week or something. And then double A, maybe they're cleaning it again. It's part of your, like, tip. And then triple A, they're cleaning it. They're, like, tightening up your locker and everything. Yeah, so Damn. the more you get up, the more they do for you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you, he always told me you got to take care of the clubbies. Yeah. Man. Like, he was t- – like, when he got to big league camp, though, he was like, man – the year before, he had been to minor, a few years before that, he had all been to minor league camp. And he was just telling me, like, the difference of just even the per diem they got, mm-hmm. minor league camp versus big league camp. Yeah. He was just like, I, I won't put out the number, but he was just like, dude, this is, it's crazy. Like, so, man, it was cool to, like, I, I recommend anybody, if you ever get a chance to go out to spring training, Arizona or Florida, we went to Florida and we're fortunate enough to go, but... It's a great experience just if you're a baseball fan at all. I mean, you, you can get so close to the guys. It's, mm-hmm. it's so much more fan-friendly than if you go to just a regular stadium and watch the Astros and the Yankees in, in, the, in Minute Maid in mm-hmm. Houston. It's just it's a different experience, man. It, it was a blast. And, and like I said, I recommend anybody to – if you're a fan going, I can only imagine like on your side as – being a player and being invited and going your first spring spring training. So tell us what your first spring training was like. So I got to remember. Um, <laughs> so it's like, again, so your first spring training, you really don't know what to think. You know, you get your reporting papers when you have to be there. And you're yeah. like, okay, so now I start working out um, January, working out, throwing, stretching, lifting, still hitting a little bit more now. And you kind of ramp it up as you get closer to that, that March deadline date with the report. So, 
Yeah. yeah, the Braves had a different thing for. I think we you check in the hotel. Everybody stays at the same hotel, so you're just there massively. Then you have, you know, similar like all right, meeting at um, field three, whatever. So you show up, lock. You know where the locker room is. So you go to the locker room like you've been there forever, and yeah. like it's kind of follow up people that have been there before. So you're just walking in, find your locker, unload your bag. And you go. So, because yeah, again, most of you guys have been there the year before. They, they know how it works as far as coming into a locker room, getting yeah. your bag, and it's set up. And then you're just, you're pretty much posting up there for the next six weeks. Same locker, same spot. Yeah. Um, those are long days. Because um, yeah. you're, we usually have some sort of early work was in the morning. So you're there eating breakfast like 7.30. First early work started at like 8 to 8.30, I think was early work and then nine o'clock, like 8.45 maybe was first stretch. Nine o'clock you're doing some sort of team activity, um, whether it's bunt coverages that day, pop-up priorities, relays, rundowns, pickoffs, whatever it is that day. And then you'll take um, BP, doing some more defensive work. And by then you go into lunch, eat your lunch, which is usually terrible, <laughs> come back out and you're playing a game at like one. Yeah. Or you're either going like on a bus You'll, you'll just do BP on the field if you're on the road that day. So you'll do BP on the road, go get your sandwiches, hit on the bus, you're going to Melbourne, the Nat, I think they're all, they're all different now, but you're just going yeah. to play another team on the bus. You loved home games, because the bus, you'd get stuck in that Orlando traffic coming mm -hmm. back. Oh. So it took forever to get back to the clubhouse. Well then home games, you're also like having to report to the weight room after the game. So you're gonna play a game, you play from one to three, one to four. Yeah. Then you gotta go get some lifts in real quick and you're done at like five. And then usually with the Braves, we had some like developmental classes, like for like, um, you, cause you're an employee, so you gotta go like insurance meetings, you gotta go to like HR meetings, you have to go to like um, different like team meetings. Um, yeah. The safety meeting where they tell you, you know, about traveling in packs and not going by yourself. And then the cell phones were starting to come out. So we had a cell phone meeting about how pictures and stuff like that can, can get you in trouble yeah. or something like that. So there was usually something every night. And most of the time it was back either at the hotel or we had to go back up to the to to where our locker room was, which we were at Disney. Oh. So we went to Disney where the where the bubble was. Yeah. That's where our locker room was. Like, oh right. The bubble, yeah. I think I've been there. They call it the milk house. Yeah. So that's where that's where we were at. <clears throat> um, but yeah, definitely spring training. If you have a chance to go, especially if you have little kids, little boys, yeah. girls, whatever. Um, Older boys, the fans of the game, like Arizona, Florida is cool. You just bounce around, you go see these games, and you can go to the yeah. um, the auxiliary fields, you know, the minor league fields, and go check out some of those games. And yeah. um, a bunch of kids can get autographs, and yeah, it's it's, cool. it's a yeah. great time to go just watch some baseball and and be around it. 